Hello, welcome to the podcast. This is uh, Miguel Gonzalez again, the philosopher of comedy, where we don't talk much about philosophy or we don't talk much about comedy. <laughs> I got a friend with me here today, Andrew, Andrew Ramos. Say hi. Hey. Uh, my friend Andrew, he is uh, diagnosed bipolar, same as I am. <clears throat> he spent some time in the military and uh, came out and was diagnosed uh, PTSD afterwards. We're going to talk about um, just general life things and... Um, also his experiences and about his band. You want to start with your band, Andrew? Sure. I'm in a band called Andrew and the Power Bottoms. Uh, right now we're in a hiatus. Due to, <laughs> uh, I think it, we were in a hiatus even before COVID, but um, uh, I've been uh, working on new songs and talking to the band members again uh, to get it start going as soon as everything opens up. I can't wait for that. So you guys are waiting until the bars open up again and you guys start touring or whatever? Yeah, uh, for... Yeah, for anything to open up, um, uh, I wouldn't mind doing backyard shows, but oh, cool. I don't even know if uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, those aren't even going on right now. Like, yeah, no one's, no one's gathering right now. No, uh, I, mean, I know up in San Bernardino they are. They're, they're they still oh, really? party over there. Yeah, but I mean nobody really cares about anything over there. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what do you? What kind of music do you play? Uh, a little bit of uh, hard rock and a little bit of punk rock. Um, rock, rock? Yeah. What instruments do you play? I play guitar and I sing. Okay. And it's, we're a three piece, so guitar, bass, drums. Nice. Something like Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, along those lines. But just not Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah. <laughs> not Blink One Eighty Two. That's cool. So um, let's talk about your uh, bipolar disorder. When did you get diagnosed? I got diagnosed, um, if I remember, around I believe two thousand. 17? 2017? 2017. How old were you? I was... Hmm, was 28? 28? Oh. Jesus. Wait, no. Oh, wait, wait, 35. No, my math's wrong. Uh, I have, That's fine. Listen, you were in your late 20s when you got diagnosed. Yeah, late 20s. Did you think that you had symptoms before that, or did your symptoms start coming up in your late 20s? Um, like, looking back, I, I, I probably had it... I mean, for a very long time, I think since I was a kid, because I remember one, I remember, I believe I was somewhere around sixth grade, we were sitting out here, mm-hmm. and I remember it was, it was a cloudy day, and, and I felt sad, like, like, not just like sad, but I guess like, you know, depressed, like it just, things didn't feel the same anymore, and I was thinking, like, oh, maybe, you know, growing up, or whatever, and, mm-hmm. and all that, and probably like hormone change, but it just, it just... It was like the, that seasonal depression. Really? Remember, it was, it was around winter time, and then I just. It, but I always remember that because like I never felt that kind of uh, isolation and sadness before. And so just you had an onset one day where like a cloud came over you and it just didn't go away. Yeah, pretty it, much. And that was a depression. What about the mania? When when did you start feeling the mania? The mania for me would be I would just be hyperactive. I would, I, I would. It was like a like an energy boost. Like I I would just. How would you express it? Would you like play a lot of video games or put, would you play a lot of video games? Stay up at night, go out, hang out with friends, and just pull all nighters. I'd go to, um, I would go to punk rock shows. Oh, um, like what age around? What age? Around that. That's when I'm, when I'm a teenager, like around 14, 15. and I would there would be, I would just go out all the time, and and then just after doing all that I just crash and I don't want to see anybody I don't want to talk to anybody I don't yeah. want to 
I don't want to, um, I, I, I get, uh, real, I get like, um, not mood swings. I just snap at people. No. I had a short fuse. So, um, I remember I would snap at my siblings telling them something for the first time as if I told them for the hundredth time, even though it was like my first time. Really? Yeah. For like a minor. So like, like can, you, can you please stop doing, you know, or yeah, yeah. whatever. And, and they just barely started doing it. Yeah. And I just like, uh, Everything irritated me, and I was just angry and bitter, uh, just for like no reason. And then, you know, that'll go on for, uh, for probably for a couple of weeks, and then boom, I'm back. You know, I, like nothing happened. Like, hey, you know, this fucking yeah. And but by then, I'll be like, I, I just hang out with a new group of people, pretty much. Is and, that one of the reasons you were telling me earlier that you went through in and out of phases with different people, different groups of people? Yeah, yeah. And like, I'd have a new best friend like every couple of months or something. I hang out with a new crowd. Yeah. And all that. That's crazy, man. I, I never had that kind of experience. My, my experiences were real different. They were like, I'd be in my room and I'd be staying up late at night because I couldn't go to sleep and I would like go to the restroom and mm-hmm. I couldn't recognize myself in the mirror. Oh, wow. I had a lot of weird anxiety like that or, or I would be in the rest in the, the room and I would be um, like, oh, I figured out the meaning of life, and I figured out the secret of life. And I would write it down, but it wouldn't make any sense. Right. You ever had experience like that where you figure out like some epiphany? I would have. Um, I would have. Uh, uh, um, I'd stay up late at night. I yeah. I do that a lot. Everybody would be asleep, and it'd be three a.m. in the morning, and and I'd just be up pacing around, just looking out windows and seeing like thinking what people are you know like what people are doing this is nuts because you went through this before you went into the military yeah so you were bipolar all throughout your whole military career uh probably and it just that I I mean with my family I mean nobody talks about mental health nobody yeah we're Hispanic we don't really talk yeah it was just uh um you know it was just like oh he's just weird you know yeah and if not usually everyone's a drinker in the family so that's how they self-medicate themselves so yeah um, never really we look at everything at surface value but never go any deeper than that just yeah. like okay it's just like that yeah my grandpa was a big drinker and I think he was bipolar because I just feel like I had a lot in common with him and I feel like if I was bipolar he was probably where who I got it from because uh, it seems to stem from my mom's side of the family but my dad also has depression as well and I think anxiety he's taken meds for it before I believe yeah for my family it's the same like uh my grand, my grand, well, my grandfather's an alcoholic, but he'd have those mood swings too. Yeah. My grandma, my grandmother, paranoid schizophrenic. Yeah. Uh, um, from I didn't know she was paranoid schizophrenic, but uh, I knew that she had some kind of diagnosis because. Yeah. I remember she would walk around the streets and she would like have her hand out waiting for a cigarette. She'd have real bad manic episodes. Really, really, really bad. Um, uh, she passed away last year. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. Know. And um, she uh, she Sorry died here. Yeah. No, thank you. She died alone in a. This be like it was like in, uh, a year ago. Uh, actually, she died. I think. Was she in a house? In a, yeah, she was in a mental home, and she just died. Oh, uh, wow. She was taking a shower, and she they found her like sitting, and just gone and all that. Yeah, but it was like before COVID and all that. So, I mean, I'm kind of. I mean, it sucks, and. Um, you seen how to like COVID and stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because she would not. I don't think she would. She does not comply. She would not. She's really hard. Uh, really, uh, like independent. She don't like being told yeah. what to do and all that. That's how mm-hmm. she's been. And from, but and then, and then from my, and my, also from my mom's side, you know, uh, depression. My uncle tried killing himself a couple of times. Also an alcoholic. And then from my, my, my father's side, uh, my father, he, an addict, depression. You know, everything you can think of. 
Uh, yeah. And um, I guess I dealt a really bad <laughs> uh, yeah. deck deck of cards, but um, but what I, about your siblings? Any of your siblings have anything? Um, maybe some kind of uh, like my brother Tony. I, I think he might be autistic. Okay. Maybe I'm not too sure. Or yeah. he's just he's weird. Or ADHD maybe? Huh? Or ADHD? Probably, but um, but so far so good. Um, I mean we. I, they get the, the occasional, you know, they get in a slump, but not like nothing like, like how I would be. Or, or explain to me what what's a slump for you? How do you like these days? Oh, yeah. You've like, been you were in high school and you were in and out of friends and groups, and then you were in the military for like what was it almost four years. Mm-hmm. You got out. You partied a lot, like you were telling me. Yeah. But uh, nowadays, like you're married. You've been married for two years. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what's uh, what's a slump look like for you? These a days? slump is like. Is where I'm really like I'm mad at myself, and I'm I'm not I'm not happy at where I am. Okay. At where, and not like you know oh I could do better. It's just like I'm like oh man I I really failed. I'm I'm not I'm my I could have been this I could have been that I yeah. I, don't know. I like I'm just wasting my time. Why am I playing this video game for? I'm just gonna play this game for like eight hours, or whatever. I should pick up my guitar and 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 I should start practicing my solos or, or my leads and chords and all that like you know so I get back into it and but it's like and then I, and what I always do is always time frame it's like okay I'm thinking about this today why am I not doing this today because I know in a couple of months I'm gonna be in the same thing again and I'm thinking oh if I would have started when I had the first slump I would have been so and so and so it just it's a like a feedback system it gets yeah. worse and worse and it's funny the way those work they could work positively if you wanted them yeah. to but it's real hard people don't understand it's real hard to get out of that slump because everything in you is dragging you down everything yeah. in you is like even though you see logic sometimes, you just can't get, get past the darkness. Yeah, it, it's really, uh, it's it's like it's really irrational. It's just, it's yeah, it's irrational. And it, it and and what sucks is after a while, mm-hmm. I not like you enjoy it, but yeah, it's it's saying. the norm. It's like yeah. it's like oh, like it's like a, it's comforting. It's again. very comforting. Yeah, it's comforting. It it's really weird. That sucks, man. I, I know that for me, my slumps are. It's funny, like, I don't have an inner voice anymore. Like, I used to have a, a critical inner voice. Mm-hmm. And I think I worked through that with counseling and I got over it. But I now I don't have an inner voice. And I'm not encouraging myself. I'm not discouraging myself. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to do anything these days. Like, I don't want to get up. I don't want to go work out. I don't want to... I'm going to start a job soon and I'm real happy about that. But I know I'm going to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. But, like, aside from that, I'm afraid I'll, I'll just come home and sleep all day. Because it's going to be a job at night. Right. And then I'll go back to work and then I'll just do the work thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll smoke a bunch of cigarettes and... I just, I'll just get by, and I just don't want that for myself anymore. Like you're talking about, you're wanting to do uh, your your music work. I want to do film work. Mm-hmm. Film is different because I can't really like do it on my own. I could do TikToks and YouTube videos. I probably should do TikToks and YouTube videos, but like finding the motivation is tough. Finding the motivations is probably the hardest thing to do. And just starting, and just, just starting, because that's but that's also at the same time, that's it's. It's just as easy as that. It's to start because that's what yeah. I did. I, I picked up my guitar and I just and I just told myself, I'm just gonna write a song. I don't care how 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 uh, elementary it sounds or how you know it sounds. Yeah. It could sound like hot cross buns for all I care. But I, I need to make something that's my own. And and I didn't even think about it, it's gonna lead from this to that. That is like I just want to write a song. Yeah. So I just picked up my guitar. This was a couple of months ago. Okay. I picked up my guitar and I just played something. And I was like, "Oh, I kind of like what what this is." And from there, it just like music has always been my my 
I mean, you know me growing up. Yeah. When I first picked, I started playing bass, and I was terrible at it, but I loved it. It, it was my... That was my therapy. Because yeah. I could... Because I have a hard time... Uh, uh, ex- or explaining things or vocalizing, you know, what I'm thinking and yeah, and how I feel. But and on that note, thanks for being on the podcast with me. I know it's a lot harder than you know, I ask a lot of people to be on the podcast, and I get a lot of people telling me they don't want, they want to do it, but then they don't. Right. And it's because it's hard to just talk into a microphone and yeah, it's for me. I I I like this. And I, I love listening to podcasts because I like how they just talk and and go on. But I sometimes for me, I I need an outlet to talk because I. I like uh, I don't talk to that many people, and the, the little people I do stay in touch with, I really don't talk about talk too yeah. much unless I'm drunk. If I yeah. then I drunk call and all that, but um, no, this is like I have. It's really important to talk about the stuff that affects you because you can't because it just it's like a like a poison. If you keep it in, it's gonna yeah. it's just gonna eat you alive. That's true. And I appreciate for you having me on here. I. Uh, it's really nice. Uh, it's a really, it's a really good um, uh, concept. Like, uh, mental health, especially now with the whole COVID nineteen and isolation, and all that. Like for me, my, like, my, was my schedule really hasn't changed as it comes to like talking to people or going out and all that. I've always been a homebody. Yeah. And uh, now you have to be a homebody. Now I have to be a homebody, and now I kind of hate it. <laughs> now I'm like, yeah. uh, now I need it. So I need to, like, little baby steps, like. Uh, I need to like today I, I said or I told you I kind of didn't want to go but yeah. I was like but I was like I have to and even my wife's like you need to go just go like yeah to, uh, get out of the house do yeah. something and that's that's really, really so what do you do in cope you just kind of play music just... I play music I play music or I'll uh, I'll play video games um, or I'll just be on I'll be on the internet and I'll just like troll people or troll or, people yeah or just I never met a troll no, it's it's. So you're so ambiguous, and it seems like if you're a troll, it's another part of your life that you don't want to talk about. Almost. Oh, uh, I I like it because there's this guy called Michael Malice. He's a uh, he's he's not famous, but he's he's up there and um like on Twitter he's famous for trolling people oh, and right. um and he's Michael Malice. Michael Malice. That's he, a funny name. Yeah, he's great. He's a he's an anarchist and um and he's really uh like he's a troll, but like he's not like it's not like being a troll doesn't mean being a uh, like being an asshole all the time. It's, okay. it's, it's just that's usually what people take it as. Yeah, that's what take it as because it's a as as Michael Malice explains it. It's a performance where the troll is the conductor and he's using whoever he's trolling as the instrument. Yeah. And so people get the will get the uh, the entertainment off. They're they're they be, they force that person to become the performer. Yeah. And so like you know you you say like oh you, like something really easy like misspelling. Yeah. Or 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 you say something. It's obviously not true, or totally get the story wrong, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Are you re- are you reading the same blah blah blah?" And then you, and you just you know like, um, like you know, it's like you're leading an animal with a carrot, yeah, and a stick and the carrot, and then at the end, you know, boom, you give them the stick, <laughs> <laughs> like, and stuff like that. And other and other times it's just straight juvenile, like you know, you suck, lol, blah blah. blah. And I mean, I'm not really good at it, but I just uh, Twitter it's easier because um, um, nobody knows who I am on there and yeah. all that, and it's and it's. And plus, I could talk to people who are, or troll people who are, way more famous than I am, or very ones are politicians. Better to punch up than punch down. You know, I, I'm not gonna troll someone that's obviously not mentally there just by uh, t- through context. But yeah. it's a lot for me. It's um, it's a lot more. Uh, it's 
morally better to go against like politicians because yeah. they're for me they're they're all they're out there already they're uh, they're vampires <laughs> yeah. so it's not it's not uh, it's uh, guilt free yeah <laughs> <That's cool. clears throat> do you use trolling as as a therapy yeah that I guess so yeah because it's funny it's just it's, funny. it's it's really funny and uh, and there's like uh, other groups of people and they'll see it and they'll they'll join in and and all that and on Facebook I do that too. But people take things more, a little bit more face value on Facebook, and it's just yeah. kind of like... There's people you know, and it's... Oh, yeah, I, I don't... I have no... On Facebook, I mean, I'll still shit post and post my stupid memes and... Yeah, I've seen those. And I'll say stupid stuff, but um, uh, I'm surprised nobody's tried to dock... Or, like, hey, you know, don't you work here? Don't. But I'm not... Yeah. I mean, I really don't care, and I really don't care if my, if my Facebook gets deleted or whatever. Yeah. I already... I've gotten so many 30-day bans. Oh really? Yeah, I've gotten like six for already. memes or what? For memes, memes, for stuff people report. Six thirty day bans. Yeah, you've been off of Facebook for half a year. Yeah, crazy. And those were probably like the best <laughs> six months ever because social media is really bad for you, like Instagram. Yeah, I, think so. and, I think I, it's fine. I think it's how you take it because I see a lot of positive people, positive posts on mm, social media, and yeah. I get to connect with people that I usually haven't seen in a long time. Or, right. You know, don't get to talk to you otherwise. Damn, I'm feeling sleepy for some reason. Mm-hmm. I think it's that pizza we had. It's oh, yeah. taking me. It's taking me down. The itis kicking in. Uh, yeah, for me, uh, social media could be kind of detrimental because it's like seeing people and they're like at the beach, or they're out. They're yeah. they're in Europe. They're doing this. They're doing that. And um, you just pop in and say hello. No, it just no. But it's kind of like I sometimes have no choice but compare myself. Like oh, that's oh, interesting. Like, yeah. Like oh, they're like they're having a great time. Whatever. But that's just people putting up what they want to put up. I mean, yeah, exactly. People go to restaurants just to take a picture for putting out so on Instagram. Yeah. People go on hikes just for the photo. Mm-hmm. Well, then also, um, I, I forgot who said it, but they said... Not everyone, but... Yeah, uh, for sure. I'm, but they said, like, okay, so you shouldn't do that because all you're seeing is their highlight reel. And you're comparing yeah. it to your entire yeah. history. And so it's not it's not healthy. It's not a fair thing to do to yourself. Exactly. Because, because that's, like, more torture and... And so, like little by little, I have to learn. Okay, don't do this, don't do that. Like, cause I, I'd go see a psychiatrist or a psychologist, whoever. But they, I, I really don't tell them the whole thing. Like, I, yeah, I know what you mean. I, I, I'm very. I don't want them to know. Like, like, oh, I do this, I do that, and and I don't want them to know I do this, I do that. I mean, nothing like bad, but just like something that's embarrassing to me. You know? yeah. Like, I, cause it's for, hard though, cause you're supposed to tell them that you're supposed yeah. to know that kind of shit. <laughs> I, but I know what I, I, for me my problem with psychiatrists and psychologists I try to put my best foot forward with them I don't and then that ends up kicking me in the ass because then I don't get treated the way I should right. and they don't like know my full story and my full problems and everything <clears throat> they can't help me yeah I I, I that's what I've been trying to be more truthful but I mean I haven't I haven't spoke to my psychologist like in I think almost two years since I was diagnosed with bipolar yeah and they gave me medication for um I forgot what it was. Uh, it was like for me to take when I go to sleep. Cause they had me on uh, generic Zoloft, but they said that was making me worse. Cause yeah. I have anxiety as well. Yeah. But I, I have to deal. I don't have triggers. It just I don't. It just it just kicks in and I just freaking. So like the last, and the last time I talked to her was like, like part of, well, two years ago or whatever when I was diagnosed. It's probably 
2019. I remember. So you haven't been diagnosed <clears throat> for very long. It's funny. Yeah. I've been diagnosed forever, and I've been in and out of fucking therapy and in and out of um, medication. Like, I get I get a job, and I get I get the health care insurance, and then I lose a job, and I lose the health care insurance, and that's why I've been getting so bad. I went from being just bipolar to being bipolar schizoaffective. Which is way worse because I have like all these hallucinations and right. um, delusions that I get sometimes when I get really bad right now. I'm pretty stable because I'm taking medication and I'm not really stressed at all. That's good. But um, it's hard. It's hard. And, and just for me, the hardest thing is the in motivation. Like the, no motivation to do anything. And it's just so hard for me to just get out of bed and um, I say like just go out for a walk or... Yeah. You know, take a shower. Even it's, it's tough. <clears throat> it is. It's it. When I when I have those bouts, I would. Yeah, I won't shower for a couple of days. I, yeah. I, I rooms get messy. I, I don't clean up. Uh, there'll be times where I where I stop going to work. I just, really? Yeah. I. Um, you lucky you lost a job. Oh no, I I've lost a couple oh, of jobs. Yeah, I just stopped. I quit. I told my wife, yeah, I quit. Like, why would you quit? I didn't like it. I'd come up with some BS excuse, but yeah. I knew it was like, and and then it was a temporary thing, right? Yeah, it's hard when you, when you were at a job for longer than a year, though, like you are now. You can take FMLA and you can talk to your doctor and tell me I need some time off, and they'll give you time off, and you'll be protected where you keep your job. Oh, I, I think I am already protected. I uh, um, I you told you, uh, are you filled out FMLA for paperwork? Uh, oh, actually, you know what? No, you need to, you need to, so you can do that. I have to do that because I'm I'm already I'm a with a. Uh, a disabled veteran technically oh, okay. and so and I when I filled out the paperwork for to apply for the post office that I told I told him like hey I'm a disabled veteran post-traumatic stress disorder bipolar and um and I just but the post office is so wishy-washy and and my my supervisors are kind of like uh they really don't do what they're supposed to do and all that and yeah so I I haven't been keeping up with that but so far I haven't had a day where I I had to because I could take a day off. I just call it. I call it a sick day, and all that. And but that's, but not to the point where I'm. I'm not gonna show up. Like this is like that's the first good. job, in a long time or ever that or I don't feel like I have to. Do that. That's good. When you can find that's the best situation. I, I'm just starting off. I'm gonna start a job on Sunday, and I'm hoping that could be the situation with me, man. Yeah. Well, it was really good talking to you. Um, I'm sorry I'm not feeling well right now. But oh, I. Thanks yeah. for having me, and I really appreciate it. Yeah, all right, well, uh, this is uh, Andrew Ramos, and he's a disabled veteran, and he's, you know, he feels the, the pain we all feel. All right, thank you. Thank you.